Welcome back to Podcast 1313. I'm Dave, and I'm here with Spark. Hello. We already, we literally just finished doing Volume 2, but my mic and my desktop audio was not selected on OBS for some reason, so none of what we said got picked up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, it's all right. We're just going, instead of doing the typical format, we're just going to talk about this in kind of like a simple, you know, style. So it won't be it pretty much, I don't think as long, but just us rambling about the cup. Yeah. You know, I, I think something I want to get better at is mentioning who's doing the, the writing and the art, if it's relevant for the, the things we covered. Yeah. Because uh, we mentioned that for the daily novels, but for this one and others, we haven't really been bringing that up. Just be good, maybe. For the viewer to know if they want to check it out, who they're looking for, who they have to thank for the entertaining content. Yeah. But yeah, as I said before, this is uh, written by Mike Richardson and Randy Stradley. I think Randy Stradley wrote for some of Dark Times, too, if I'm not mistaken. He did a lot of the Dark Horse comics in general, if I'm not mistaken. This uh, volume in particular... uh, we enjoyed ourselves, but as we said, we're not really big fans on it, are we, compared to the first one? Now, uh, as I said before, well, I know you guys probably didn't listen, you, well, you, you couldn't listen, but anyway, like we said before, like, this is more like, first, the first, like, few issues of the, like, the comic, right, where is like, Hurricano's revenge plot, it's supposed to be serious, and him just kicking ass. This one is more like a, a comical, like, action adventure with Hurricano's. It barely has Kirkanos, really. Like, there's so many subplots that dominate the issues that he barely really gets some screen time in to, like, the last yeah. one. Because you have Black Sun cloning Baron D'Asta, who of the D'Asta sector's daughter, and kidnapping the real one and putting her on this ruling council to rule the Empire with their little man on the inside. But then you have Grappa the Hut, who's working with Black Sun, but he's also, like, employing Connor Jax and Mira Sin, who are undercover. But then you also have scenes with the ruling council and Nam Anor, which goes nowhere, who's manipulating them. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, just to give a quick summary, Kanos goes undercover as a bounty hunter called Kenick's Kill to try and, like, work up his background to get hired by this interim ruling council. That's managing the Empire. Now, the ruling council is made up of Imperials, military men, but also aliens as well, that I guess are prominent in certain parts of the Empire. And Kanos wants to kill all of them, since they were complicit in the sabotage of Palpatine's clones. But to do this, he's working with Grappa the Hut, and he kind of gets sidetracked on a bunch of other dumb shit that doesn't really lead to him getting closer to killing the council until he conveniently just gets put in that right direction. Because Mirith is spying on Grappa independently with the pretense that she's trying to find Kanos through his resources. But really, she's just on a mission for the New Republic. So they both kind of bumble into each other as they're doing their own thing. And meanwhile, uh, as people are dying on Ord Cantrell, uh, or no, what what have I not mentioned yet? Uh, I mentioned that. Actually, I think I pretty much went through all the, the major things there. There we're going on. It eventually just leads to Kanos catching up to an Imperial ruling council and killing their current puppet that they had in place there. And I I guess he kills the others later on, just not on that same day, right? 
Because they never really yeah. say what happens to the others. Let's just assume he just fucking killed them later, or they just rot in prison. They were extremely yeah, incompetent anyway. Yeah. Like, it probably would have been a net positive if they just let them continue ruling the Empire. <laughs> they can do more damage. Yeah, I was about to say, they could, they, if I was a new Republic, I'd literally just let these idiots, like, you know, destroy the Empire from within. They're just doing most work anyway. Mm-hmm. Destroying it, so. I mean, like, I said it in the fucking, the earlier podcast we did, how they're literally, like, the NPCs from Oblivion during the murder mystery quest for the Dark Brotherhood. Just yeah, bumbling but, around, just ineffectively going about themselves with, with no measures taken to prevent their deaths. Yeah, basically that, but a hell of a lot more stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what they were trying to go for at all with this volume. Because the first one is a revenge yeah. story. This is kind of the revenge story, but it also wants to be a political intrigue, which they didn't write well at all. But they also work in a little bit of a romance angle with Mirith and Kanos, which to me felt a little bit out of nowhere. Because volume one ended with her wanting to kill Kanos because he fucking murdered Sadiq. But they bond pretty quickly in this one. And, you know, I guess she just kind of forgets that she fucking murdered Sadiq. She just lets it slide. Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically, basically it. Yeah. There's a lot of plots in this. Yeah, none of them really pan out, including the main one. Yeah, I, like this just screams filler. Like yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's like an movie. anime filler arc. Oh my god! Like filled with it has preamble. It has <laughs> like yeah, the typical filler stuff. Yep. Weekend at Bernie's grapple the hot hut was pretty funny though. Yeah, uh, yeah, him using that guy. Yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty funny. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of funny, like, parts in this, but it kind of feels... Because when you go into this, you're thinking, yeah, Kirk Kanos is going and, and you know, killing more shit, but no. Mm-hmm. No, he, uh... Yeah, he, he just, you know... Yeah, he's basically just bucking around until he gets what he wants by coincidence. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Is there any more thoughts you want to chuck in here? Because we're going to cut this one short. Uh, no, not, not really. Uh, it's worth a read, but you understand, like, don't go into the comic thinking it's going to be another, like, you know, Kirk Cannon's Ribbon and Terror. I mean, he kills, like, one or what, a few people, but not, like, not, like, in the first volume. It's not, it's not, like, an action. Yeah, he barely gets any anymore. action. He got some in, yeah. like, the beginning, and then a little bit at the end. Yeah, that's about the extent of it. Yep. So, we're doing volume three to round out Crimson Empire, which is much better and after that, we're moving on to Galaxy of Fear. Yes, that's, that would be correct. I'm actually excited for Galaxy of Fear, because I used to read a little of the, the Goosebumps books when I was a kid. And this is basically just Star Wars yeah. with Goosebumps. It, it, it is Star Wars Goosebumps, because I remember reading it. There's a lot of freaky shit in this, so it's, yeah. I don't know You're why, but like the seal's a little bit more brutal than Goosebumps, just reading the titles of them brain eaters and shit they there's some like i remember there's a planet they go to where people are like buried and like they're literally buried alive and like they have like insect things like eating people you're you're see it is kind of it's up there but i mean it's for star wars but yeah it's it's fucking creepy i'm looking forward to that one all right i'm gonna wrap this up this was podcast 1313 thank you for listening